You can sell a date, but marriage is an enrollment. You can sell a gadget, but when you're sitting face to face with a million dollar investor, he actually views selling strategies with suspicion. You don't sell an investor, you enroll one. So that he can see how his money and his wisdom can purchase a long term integration into a vision that benefits himself and others. In business, anything that we do is, that is not selling is pretty much an expense of time and energy. It's a cost. Increasing our sales covers just about every business sin. So if you think skin deep, and lots of us do, and I'm right in that group, we may think the answer to everything is to crank in more sales, more sales, more sales. Employ every persuasion trick to create the sale. Create it now, create it fast, on the spot. But that can quickly turn into a huffing and puffing treadmill. If the buyers don't come back and purchase again and again and again and again, so we can just stay on the sales treadmill for the rest of our life, and that sounds really fun. But contrast those ideas to selling's bigger brother, and his name is enrollment. The act of enrollment creates buyers who are almost like patrons to an artist. They want to see the vision of the company expand, and they feel that their money, just like the investors, can integrate into both short term benefit and long term benefit for themselves and others. In the online marketing space, among other products, I sell how to solution products how to market on Facebook, how to get more YouTube leads, how to use pay per click marketing on Google, how to type emails that create cash at the push of a button. But my eye is always on the deeper, bigger enrollment conversation into the panoramic vision of what the internet can do for a client's long term lifestyle and the future. Once they're personally enrolled into questing forward toward a lifestyle of cyber mastery with highly automated profit centers, they tend to devour my trainings faster than I can produce them. But if I only focused on the message, and this is key, take note of this. If I didn't focus on the enrollment conversation and message, but just focused on kind of the candy cane message, the quick bubblegum, hey, try this new Facebook lead strategy out, make a quick buck, my triers would, my buyers would, yeah, triers is about it, my buyers would try it out and make a quick buck, or because the, the vision isn't big enough, it doesn't have enough gravity, they actually quit before they even bother trying the little technique. This is also another way to spell refund. Now, enrollment is the master skill of great business leaders, educators, and world shapers everywhere. I'd even toss out the idea that the, the rank of a person's leadership is their ability to enroll people into big visions, not persuade people to lame little short term actions. Or purchasing of just little products one time. Apple enrolled an entire generation into the idea that they are creators, they are content producers, they are movie makers, they are vision casters. GoPro enrolled an entire generation to believe that they are adventurers, explorers, archivers of cool stuff. 
This is how legendary messaging moves products and, by default, creates sales. In today's episode, I felt the urge to chat about enrollment. Actually, it was kind of like a fire. I'd, I only had about 25 minutes to record this podcast, but I was so antsy to talk about enrollment that, uh, but I didn't want to do it alone. So here's a short story. I sent a text to two of, um, I'll call them two of the princes in our limitless culture, Bryce Clark, who at 18 years old generated north of $200,000 selling t-shirts on Facebook. And there's some really funny t-shirts. You can figure it out. Um, we should probably include a link to some of his stuff. It's really funny. I designed one of the, I didn't design. I gave him one of the concepts for one of the t-shirts. It's pretty funny. Anyway, and currently, Bryce, now he's an age 19, he manages the social media for the Golden State Warriors. So they've flown him down there and he's seen their practice facilities and, and you know, the Curry mania. He's right there in the heart of it. It's pretty cool. He's 19. And I also hit up Jaden Easton, who if my business, um, if my business was an Iron Man suit, he is the magical glowing battery that gives me all my powers. And without him, I'm just a crazy person with some ideas, but no technology to make any of it real. Jaden runs everything for me. Jaden at age 17 started a blog on how to jailbreak your iPhone. This was just a few years ago. And he generated a half a million dollars from his bedroom in his parents' house with a laptop. Now today, at age 21, he essentially carries and powers all our brands. And Jaden, I'd like to publicly thank you over and over again. You, I mean, I'll, I'll save that for another episode. I'd like to say if IBM's Watson and Apple's Siri got together, had a special night and formed a baby, its name would be Jaden Easton. So anyway, I hit them up quick and said, hop on here for 20 minutes and ask me questions about enrollment. The boys have heard me talk about enrollment. I, I sing it. I sing about it. I talk about it. I weave it into conversations and just about anything. I think it's the prince of persuasion. Now, their questions surprised me, and we got into a fruitful and fun chat about the power of enrollment, not just in business, but in life. And by the end of it, both of them wanted to play piano. You'll find out why in the episode. Here's a chat unedited and in full. I appreciate your listenership. Enjoy. All right, so we are live, and Jaden, thanks for popping on with a full two-minute notice. And Bryce, thank you for popping on with a two-minute notice. Jaden, within the course of two minutes, already has four questions on me concerning the the concerning the difference between the art of enrollment versus the act of mere selling. Again, I've said it probably in the bumper that the art or the act of selling can get you, you know, upper fifties, low six figure income. But if you get good at enrolling, you're hitting millions, you're hitting decamillions and it's, it's a master skill. So Jaden um, and Bryce, welcome, welcome, welcome. It's a, it's a casual conversation. I have 16 minutes before I have a consulting in 16 minutes. So we don't have a ton of time, but Jaden, and Bryce, feel free. It's just an open forum. So chime in, add a question, whatever. But Jaden, you got four questions on the distinguishments or whatever refinements on enrollment. So hit me. What do we got? Yeah, 100%. So obviously selling is an important trait to leadership. But do you think that enrolling is more key to becoming a, success, a successful leader than just the art of selling? 
Yeah, I don't think selling is it, basic. Selling just doesn't have. I don't think it has any leadership, really much, much leadership involved. You know what I mean? Like if I sell you, for instance, let me give you an example. Let's take our travel product. Okay, if I were to just sell a travel product, right? Like here, buy this and you can save eighty percent off your next trip on Expedia. That's one thing, but. What I do with that and what I've done with that is I enroll people into a lifestyle of traveling. So we created kind of an adventurepreneur, an adventurepreneur brand where I'm enrolling them in the lifelong benefits of traveling. So I pull out stats from like the USA Today where uh, men who don't take at least a seven-day vacation every year, they've done the science on it and you can Google it, um, health benefits of vacationing. They are 33% more likely to die of a heart attack than men who take an annual seven-day vacation away from their geographical home. So I'm enrolling them into a life practice of traveling in the process of selling them a vacation membership. Bryce, does that make sense? Yeah, it does. Do, it does. do you see the radical, and I mean radical, difference between hawking an 80% off your next trip gig versus enrolling them into a lifestyle of adventure travel exploration. Yeah, one of the things that you said to me about leadership, Mark, that's always stuck with me is that leadership is really aligning people with their own potential, really things that they, they know they will excel at, but maybe they're just a little bit... Uh, uneasy or, or they don't know yet themselves. And it kind of sounds like to me that enrolling is kind of doing that. It's really just aligning people with things they already want, but uh, they're coming to that idea themselves. Yeah. Just- yeah. And so good enrollment, all good enrollment does. Otherwise we're working with like, we're working with just weapons of persuasion to twist the arm and set the environment just enough to grab the sail and get the hell out of town. <laughs> Do you know the difference? Like, it's a massive difference. Bryce, you were going to say something quick? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, when you were saying that, you know, to bring people into an idea or enroll them into a concept. Um, but I've also heard you say, don't try to convert the unconverted. Yeah. At the same time, you know. So so how, how would you, you know, compare those two different phrases? Okay, very nuanced question, Bryce. Great freaking question. So... One thing is, what I, when I say don't try to convert the unconverted, is somebody who, well, here, here would be a case in point, Bryce. Somebody who's a little bit more on the heading towards the affluent lifestyle, they're on the up, they've got aspirational views, they're, they're heading in a direction towards upward social mobility. Okay, they're already converted to bigger aspirational thinking. They're looking at dream cars, they're open to, you know, I'm marrying a couple every now and then, probably once a year, I do a mercenary wedding for an old friend or something. And I'm marrying a young couple and um, one is in the Air Force. I mean, they're just two very amazing people. They have dreams of eating all over at these Michelin star related restaurants um, and all this stuff. They're already converted to bigger thinking. And so enrolling, you know, that kind of avatar, that kind of person is kind of what I'm talking about there versus somebody who 
you know, in my marketing doesn't peg or find them anyway, but they're people who are complete homebodies. They have suspicion. They're suspicious of big city thinking. They're suspicious of people in other states. They think all Californians are hippies and all New York City people are assholes. And they're just locked and loaded in their own little world and they're content there. I wouldn't enter a conversion conversation with them because it's exasperating. Do you feel the difference on that? Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. I actually have another question that I just thought of. Yeah. I'm playing off of it. So if you're enrolling people or already converted into that kind of a bigger thinking, mm -hmm. is that enrolling basically enrolling them into that bigger thinking, but then um, the action or the, the transmutation, the manifestation of that bigger thinking is through your product? Yeah. Okay. So ideas without offers, both even in their own head, they have ideas of this great world of travel. My product, in, you know, not for everybody, but in that case, that allows it to even manifest. Like without that, it's just an idea or they're paying retail or they're paying Expedia pricing, right? So people like people, especially entrepreneurs, which is another niche of ours. It's one thing, and this is huge, especially Jaden. Um, let, let's really like marinate on this in our lives is Invisible Empire as a product we could hawk the product, you know what I'm saying, and say, you know what, uh, people are on garage sale infrastructures trying to play on super platforms like Facebook, and you know they're just you. You got to have this so you're sitting on a good infrastructure with your business. But how much greater is it to enrollment enroll them into a vision of being a digital entrepreneur, no matter what? So in the processing of the sales presentation, you'll hear me say, you've got to give yourself a runway that's long enough to get the plane off the ground. Whereas if I was selling, hey, get Invisible Empire, you make $500 if you're an affiliate, just come in, there's probably one or two friends for sure that will want to make be online marketers and then they watch the sales presentation, for sure you're going to make a couple sales, then you make your money back on $1,000 and you got $1,000 of sales and then you're off on the races. See, what did I just do? I sold a quick little action, right? And even though that'd be true, how much more solid is the buyerhood when they're enrolled into a long-term vision of becoming a digital entrepreneur and figuring it out because it's not like we're going to Saturn for the first time. There's hundreds of thousands of us that make hundreds of thousands upon millions of dollars and I'm inviting them into the guild. And I'm saying commit into the guild. It's the only, the only person for this product who it's good is someone who's committed to the guild, who wants to play in this in this culture. Is that making sense, Jens? Yeah. So you're saying don't just stay for a little vacation, like move here, live on this planet. Yeah, I mean, so and that's the other thing. You wanna you have to enroll. The small money's in selling, and it can be in the same product. That's the irony, right? Like with the with the travel product, I could just and I have, you know, and sometimes the trial sale is the gateway to the lifetime enrollment. For instance, you take Limitless. Um, sometimes you can sell Limitless or refer into Limitless with just a, hey, try this thing and just come to this live event because we're surfing in California and you're going to love it. So someone gets in and then as they enculturate a little bit, then they become a lifetime buyer. Then they become a factor in the brotherhood. 
and then the party goes on. So do you see, sometimes you can use a gimmicky sale or, or, a, or I shouldn't say gimmicky is the wrong word, but a very short-term incentive with immediate benefit to the buyer as part of a long-term enrollment process. That's what almost all trials online are. A little bit of momentum. Right. That's sense. So, I mean, away from business, can this concept of enrolling be applied to everyday life? Say you're trying to organize like a boys weekend or you're trying to um, convince your spouse to do (laughs) something. Can it be applied to our business? Yeah, I think, you know, the thing with marketing, with instant response, with everything is it's all for me, it's it's across the board all the time, everything. For instance, I don't remember what book it was. I think it was one of Malcolm Gladwell's books. But he talked about people who play piano. So you can you can have your kid and say, hey, you're going to pay, play piano for three years because it makes you better at math. They've done studies on it. It's a fact. Okay, well, that's one way to look at it. But like with Isaac in, in particular, is that said, Isaac, you want to know how fun it is to sit down and be able to play worship music with your family around in just your house when you're 30 and 40. Or you can write your own music and serenade your wife someday. Do you know how great that feels? How fun that feels? I said, plus, they've done studies with people and kids that do music tend to have better math reach. I mean, it's across the board. Really, it's across the board. And so I said, better math makes you a smarter business person, greater business acumen. And math is really yoga for the mind. And I said, music in a lot of ways is kind of yoga for the heart and the rhythm and like the cells. So I'm selling him on a big vision of being a long-term pianist, not a concert pianist, but somebody who can sit down at a party, rattle off one or two, everyone's singing and dancing. And I told him, you know, when I was 17, 18, before our prom, we'd come over, everyone would slam a couple shots of whatever it was, we probably vodka or whatever. Then we'd sing Bye Bye Miss American Pie. And I'm at the I'm at the piano playing it and we're roaring and we're all dressed in our tuxedos and our dress and the girls are in the dresses and the flowers and everyone looks great. And we're sitting there singing, romping out Billy Joel songs, Don McLean. And, and that's kind of, you know, I'm painting the big picture to enroll him into wanting to fiddle with piano. So, so yeah, that's, that's one of the things that I pick out is like just all that language you use, like even, uh, the listener, like myself, could totally picture that in my head, and like it made me want to play piano because it was so visual, right? You were creating all these mental images and awakening the senses and pulling at the heartstrings. Right, right. And Bryce, I think I don't know if we muted you out or if you muted yourself out on there, but I just noticed you were muted. Um, Bryce, was that making sense? Follow up question on reality. You know, you're enrolling every. I mean, marriage is the ultimate enrollment. You know, you've got two people and enrollment is basically, you can look at it as an act of persuasion and you can use like tie down methods and all these selling books have all these gimmicky terms, but you don't want to sell a wedding. You want to enroll into a lifelong vision of marriage, right? It's a pretty, pretty big distinction. So enrollment's the master key to pretty much all lasting influence, really. Um, Bryce, thoughts on what we're talking about? Yeah, just uh, what you were sharing with, you know, teaching, or not even just teaching, but starting by enrolling Isaac into the concept of, you know, being able to play the piano off the cuff in any kind of a situation. Um, that's just so powerful. And like Jade was saying, exactly the same way, just by sharing those 
stories and those uh, different ideas into the future. Um, like I myself now really, really want to play. <laughs> well, I want you guys, I want, I want all you guys and, and really in Limitless, we're going to, we're going to tiptoe into some music stuff. I've been studying a little bit deeper and one of the coolest things I've, I've read about music lately is that in America, in the West, we tend to put um, sight reading as the entry level into music. So like you, you're given a little recorder flutey thing. And as a kid, you're taught to read notes. Now, that's a very mental, you know, right brain or sorry, left brain activity of like reading notes. And it's difficult. So if you're given a saxophone, we're not taught to just start blowing it and playing it and kicking it around and getting the hang of it and letting like the rhythm of our heart kind of like come out through the sax or piano. We're taught to read notes so fast. And because that's so freaking difficult, we keep instruments away from our kids way too long. And so um, you guys have seen at my house, we've got the bells, the drums, the tambourines, the harmonicas, and we've got a lot of non-note reading instruments and that's because I want the kids to learn to rock in rhythm, right? And I'm, but I'm pitching them on a life of music. Do you see what I'm saying? So anyway, with music and piano and stuff like that, one of the best things you can do is just learn like the G, C, D chords. Uh, those are the big three, basically, the big trinity. And just start kind of jamming on them and finding rhythm on any instrument. But drums, bongos, you know, bells, all these kind of things, these are... These are gateways yeah. to kind of find your musical mojo. Your house is kind of like a musical oasis. Right. Um, but with that said, real quick, so what would you tell someone who kind of wants to tr try to begin diving into the world of enrollment? Like, what would be their first move to start working on their enrolling muscles? Start well, growing them all over? You know, I would say this is a great question, but it's really like, what's the big, big, big win? You know, the big win. Like, at the end of the day, the big win not not the little not the little win the big win you know and just the more the more hot button of triggers that you can cast out there like, like for instance if you're going to rally a private school let's say you're part of a community and they're like and you know they just want to start a school you have to enroll parents into a long-term vision that is basically sacrificial in a lot of ways both financially and in terms of time. And the only way you can do that is to paint a picture of their five kids with hopefully three of them being awesome. <laughs> right? And you're saying, you know, we want to, we want kids that are trained in this and this and this and imagine, imagine just the peace of mind that they're going to bring to you when they're trained in this and enculturated this way and educated in this format and, and really rallying people to also not only like, pay with with their money or their sacrifice or this and that but also give them a sense of ownership where it's there i mean think what we're doing with with limitless and how much um i think you guys feel it's your culture i think i mean do, do you think yeah, that or does it seem like it's just mine i don't know no i i definitely feel like it's it's uh you know, it's a, it's been kind of a lifelong, lifelong dream of mine. Right. And so, um, and so I, community like yeah. And so, I mean, Bryce, think of the amount of like time and effort and love that you put into creating that first batch of t-shirts for the crew. 
you know, the, the amount of thought, the amount of ide- ideation we went through, the amount of stuff that I said, nah, not that, not this, not that, not this, and then farmed it out to everybody. And, and I'm curating like the ring design through everybody. I'm, I'm curating everything crowdsourcing because I'm enrolling you guys into a future for yourself inside the platform and inside the culture. Well, to me, the vision kind of seems like a puzzle and everyone who's a part of it is like a puzzle piece, right? And we're, we're all, we all come together to kind of form, form the vision and form it. So it yeah. feels like you're part of a collective momentum. Exactly. Exactly. So anyway, we've got, uh, I've got a meeting here right now, gentlemen. So anyway, thanks for popping on and, uh, Bryce, great additions, Jaden, great additions. Hopefully I answered something in terms of a practical enrollment, but I think the start of it is to, and to, to try it out there enroll people into a vision, see if, see how it goes. And if it falls flat, it might not be how you're casting the vision. It might be the wrong people. And so sometimes you're like, who are the right people to manifest this particular vision and then enroll them in long-term stuff. And I think that's the secret of it all. So I'll put a little bow tie on the front and back of this thing. And thanks for coming out, gents.